Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T-H-E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. Oh, I'm excited for this podcast for you today. I am smiling from ear to ear already, and we haven't even started recording. I want to introduce you to the New York Times number one best-selling author and highly sought-after coach. Her name is Christy Whitman. She is with us here today to just teach us a better way of, or should I say, a different way of shifting our life mindset from can't to can. And she has a brand new book out. Uh, we're going to talk about that today. And here she is. Welcome, Christy. Hi, Victoria. I love what you're up to here. And I'm so looking forward to our conversation just based on, you know, getting to know you a little bit before we started, but before we put Oh, yes. <laughs> it was so much fun. I loved that part too. So that's just, first of all, uh, Tell people where they can go find you in case they want to find you while they're listening to the podcast. And so the website that we are asking you to check out today is called watchyourwords.com, which uh, is a fantastic website. I checked it out myself. And on there, Christy has for you a free 30-day video program on changing our lives through the words we speak. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Christine? Yes. So we create everything from our consciousness. And when we break it down, what is our consciousness? Our consciousness is the words that we say. And when we think about, you know, that we are really energy, yes, we're physical, but when, that we are energy, we're energy receivers, we're energy containers, and then we're also energy transmitters. The words that we say literally start like a spark. If you're going to light a fire with, you know, or light a birthday candle and you got to spark the lighter, it sparks that. The words create the spark of what then becomes then a thought form and then creates this momentum, which then creates matter in the physical world. It creates our forms. And most people are not aware. This is where I started my journey 25 years ago. And it was, for me, it was like, well, okay, I create my own reality, right? And when my meditation teacher said that to me 25 years ago, I something inside of me knew that to be true. And then I went, well, how? Right. As humans, we want to know the how. How do I create my own reality so that I'm creating what I want and not what I don't want? And she would say it was my thoughts. Well, I didn't know back then that there was a difference between me and my thoughts. So how did I know what thought was good and what thought was bad and what thought was pulling my energy down and or what thought was rising my energy up, raising my energy up? And so just like our words, most of us have no clue what we're saying that literally sparks the energy from dipping instead of sparking the energy from going up. And so, for example, people say these all the time. And I, I gathered about 30 words and phrases that people say. And once you go through Watch Your Words and you see each video has what not to say, why, and what to say instead. 
So for example, for anybody that has ever, and I know that your audience probably knows this very well, you never want to say, I can't afford, right? If you get an opportunity presented to you or you find something that tickles you or you know, you you get excited over a piece of art or a car or whatever it may be for you, and you tell yourself, I can't afford that, you are literally closing off all of the abundant flow in the universe to yourself. And that will create a continuation of feeling lack and feeling limitation, right? Instead of saying, I can't afford, right? You can see something go, oh my God, that's just amazing, right? And maybe it's not a financial priority for me right now, but I love the idea of it, right? That's what happened. I have an art piece behind me. I was in Sedona and I saw this beautiful crystal art piece And it was a immediately the artist said it was like $10,000 for this huge thing, right? And the mind naturally wants to go, well, I can't do that. And I'm like, ooh, I would love that. That's not a financial priority for me right now, right? And I was able to then find and create a smaller version that didn't cost as much because I was still open to the possibility and the creativity, right? So our words create. And it's the start of everything. And so when you understand that when you say something that doesn't feel good, you're in lack. When you use words and phrases that feel expansive, you know, then you feel good. So back to what I was saying 25 years ago, I didn't have a list of what is lack, what is abundance, right? And what are words, the words that are in the, the column of this is lack, this is scarcity, this is separation consciousness, this is victim consciousness. I didn't have those words. And then to know what to say instead, right? Well, all of you do because you go to watchwords.com. I love it. it. You know, and it's just such a simple shift that makes a huge difference in our lives. And I I work a lot with people with addictions and, you know, the words are really important when, and separating ourselves too from that, that little voice. And I remind them you're, you're the boss of that little voice, right? And so you can notice the thought. And when you notice the thought, you can change the thought. And I loved that story about the crystal too, and about the crystal artwork, as well as just choosing our words. And that's, I think that's a really powerful word choose, right? I I really love this. I choose not to get it at this time. And whether that be a car or maybe if we are, are working on improving our health, we choose not to eat a dozen donuts, right? It's a choice. It's a choice. And, you know, we take our power back when we really learn how to watch our words. So everyone go to watchyourwords.com for that 30 day free video program. And we are going to talk about your new book. It's called The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. And I'm going to get to that in just a second. I'd also like to just quickly mention before we go on to that about your New York Times bestseller. Wow. Number one New York Times bestseller, huge accomplishment in life. Huge congratulations to you. The book is called The Art of Having It All. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What I'm wanting the listeners to do is check out both of these books. You can find them on Amazon or anywhere else. But let's hear Christy talk about The Art of Having It All. Yeah, so most of us have been told that we can't have it all, meaning we can't have everything that we're thrilled about in every aspect of our lives. And there's just this debate. I mean, men men never get this debate. Oh, can you have it all? It's women. 
right? And the conversation is, well, hell yes, because I can have everything I love in every aspect of my life. I don't have to sacrifice in one area to get something in another. And that's a very old scarcity, very old mindset belief that if I really want to bust it out in money or my career, that my family life has to suffer. So I can only have one or the other. And it's just not true. We create our own reality. And sometimes we don't have people that are necessarily role models of what we're wanting. But as you dream it into being, and that's what contrast in our lives kind of says, you know, shows us, it's like, well, this is an option. You're like, nope, that's not what I want. I'd rather have this instead. And when we keep getting clear on what our vision is and, you know, really what we want, we keep flowing the ener- that energy in that direction. And our lives in every single aspect becomes something that thrills us. You know, is it perfect 100% all the time? No, there's contrast that shows up. Life happens. People say mean things sometimes or, you know, people transition or, you know, things in this polar land, right? Where there's the whole spectrum of experiences. We call to us those experiences by how we focus and what we desire and understanding first the conversation that, wait a minute, I don't have to settle. I don't have to have one thing and not the other thing. You know, I can have a relationship and uh, marriage and kids and a family and travel and I can do all that that stuff, you know, whatever your own version of having it all. And, and that's really the argument and where the that book downloaded through me within two weeks because I was, I just channeled my books and I was at a press conference for another book. And I walked up to a woman who was a freelance writer for New York Magazine. And she said, I walked up to her and I said, what what do all New York women want? She said, what? And I said, they want it all. And she immediately said, women can't have it all. It's impossible. You know, we're exhausted. We're overwhelmed because we're trying to have it all. I said, no, we're trying to do it all. And there's a difference between trying to do it all and have it all. And so she she just got nobody can have it all. They're kidding themselves. And she threw my you know information back at me. And she goes, I won't need this. And because I don't believe women can have it all. And I looked at her and I go, Well, they're not there and lies the problem. You don't believe that women can have it all. That's her belief. And we create from our consciousness, like we started this conversation. Our belief is part of our consciousness. And so when you can really believe that, wait a minute. You are connected to it all. You are it all. So you already have it all. It's not about the material things or the forms. It's about having the energy because when you come from the fulfillment of that energy that you already have what you desire, you know, the experiences that you want, you are in a place of completely being in abundance. And lack and scarcity cannot exist. So the fulfillment in the material world must form itself because you already have it locked in energetically. You know, as I listen to you talk, what comes to my mind is the difference between getting and being open to receive. Yes. So beautiful. And taking it a step further, the difference between noticing you don't have something, wanting something, realizing that, okay, in order to create it, I know we can talk at this high level at the, on the show, right? It's like knowing that I want something, but really what is the feeling? What is the essence that I'm wanting? And when we get that, that essence is here now. 
You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to call anyone. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to impress anybody. You don't have to get another accomplishment or degree or make more money. The essence of what you want is your divine partner that's breathing you, that's beating your heart. That is literally the life that is you. That is, you are connected to everything and you can pull into yourself, whether it's like you feel like you want to have a sensual experience, you could feel that very erotic, like that ecstasy, sensual feeling and feel the fulfillment of that. Or it could be the feeling of freedom. You're just so free to do whatever you want to do, right? Or joy or bliss, whatever that feeling is that you want, that essence, it's here now now, like right now. It's true. And you know, there there was a saying that was popular, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years ago about go to your happy place. And I think what we forget is that we have the ability to do that anytime. And so I think that term go to your happy place was, you know, if you were feeling stressed, imagine yourself on a beach, that type of thing. But I think what you're saying is, for example, if you want, if you want a brand new vehicle, as you're driving down the road in your, in your clunker, that's you know, got four square tires on it, visualize yourself, feel yourself driving down the road in your new vehicle. How would you know the difference, right? You can be in that new vehicle with your feeling. And uh, is that what I hear you saying in my interpretation? It's right? Exactly right. You're, you're, it, whether you have a car or have a clunker car or have a great car, you know, it doesn't matter what your current car is, but it's feeling your way into what would that make you feel when you have that it's one of the principles in the desire factor. It's the principle of having. When you have that experience, how are you going to feel? And then vibrate in that now. That's where all my work comes in and doing work with Christy and the council because I channel the council is bringing in and getting, we all have the ability to do this, right? I mean, I started this process in my own life 25 years ago when someone said to me, feel energy. I was like, what? Just connect with joy. I was like, Am I doing it right? But now it's like with practice, it's a skill. And and yet it's something that's already within us that at just a choice, you mentioned choice, right? Choosing. By my choosing, I can say divine being of light, you know, angels and guides, God, universe, however you want to call it. We could call it Louise, right? It doesn't matter what we call it. But by our asking and then our receiving, it's always there for us because the energy is instant. And if we can get more focused on the energy and what we're connected to and less in the 3D physical, right? It's not, you know, there's a lot of spiritual people that are like, leave your bodies, go do ayahuasca, do, you know, go do this stuff and go meditate for seven days. Well, we're here in a, we took a body for a reason. We're here. It's supposed to be a fun journey. Like, let's be in our bodies. Let's experience a hug. Let's experience driving in that car. Let's experience running in a field with your kids. I mean, do the things that you love to do, but we have to be in our bodies and be in our bodies receiving in the energy. That That's the, I mean, it's just delicious when we do that. It absolutely is. And I am so energized listening to you speak. And it it just doesn't matter how many miles we're apart. And I know the listeners will feel the same way that we are all sharing this beautiful energy. It is there. It is available for us all. And what a beautiful gift that is to know that. I do want to ask you kind of a technical question, I guess. You know, when let's go back to the car uh, analogy. Okay. So say someone is 
wanting or needing a new car. And, you know, we, we create this own reality by saying, okay, this is, this is what I'm working towards. This is my goal. You know, by next January, I'm going to have this new vehicle. At what point do we let go of the plan? Do you have an answer to that? I do. I do. It's it's literally in the desire factor. So let's talk about that because it, whether it's a new car, a house, a husband, a boyfriend, a you know, kids, doesn't matter what the desire is. The manifestation energy and the steps to manifest always are the same. And this is where I'm so blessed because the, I've been doing this work, you know, on my own for 20 years, and I've been channeling the council since 2018. And they brought this step by step by step. It literally is like a padlock. You have to do one before you do the next. And there's a lot of people that have the manifestation puzzle, right? They have pieces of it, but they don't have the pieces in the right place. And so the desire factor, it's been said by those that you know read these type of books, that it's like the most amazing, more most comprehensive manifestation book. It's like a guidebook for manifestation. So surrender, and that's really what we're talking about, working with the law of detachment. There's seven essential universal laws, and they all go with these manifestation steps. It's amazing. I've been teaching them for 20 years, and the council comes in with these steps, and it's like in this right order, right? And surrender is one of those things where when you are co-creating and partnering with this energy, with the divine, right? There's it's like if you have a, a partnership or a marriage, right? And you know, one does one thing, the other does the other thing, and you kind of do this dance with each other to maintain a house or a family or a business or whatever you're partnering on, right? Each have your own roles that you do really well. And you kind of say, okay, I'm done with my part. Now it's your time to go sell it or, you know, whatever the part your partner does, right? And so having that understanding of what is your role as a human being and what is the divine's role, it gets to a point where it's like you've aligned with that energy. You feel the energy, you feel the excitement of the desire, you feel the essence of it. You're totally using your mental faculty to focus on it right? To visualize, to imagine all of that. Then you have like just absolute joyful expectancy, right? You just expect that maybe the form will be different. Who knows? But like, I expect that this will form itself. Like, you know, the energy you are bringing in will form itself into something because energy cannot be wasted or destroyed. So if you're sending energy out, something must form. That's kind of a cool thing to know. So joyful expectancy, right? And then you get in the feeling of having, like we've been talking about, right? And you love that feeling of having. You expand that feeling into the space of love. At this point, then, you surrender. You surrender to the divine. You've done your work until it's time for you to take the last step, which is action. Because when you are in a space of surrender, and how do you know you're needing to surrender? Or how do you know you're maybe a little attached? Because you have some negative emotions or lower level emotions that are wrapped up. Oh my God, when's he going to come? He, where, where is he? I've been waiting for so long. So they're like, this is impatience. There's this frustration. Like, you know, you're angry you haven't gotten what you want yet, right? That's how you know because you're in lack. Lack always feels bad. And so those emotions are a good indicator of when you need to surrender because you are attached. And the divine 
will surprise and delight you every time if you allow it to, if you get out of the way and fully surrender whatever it is, like full on surrender, you will be guided to the person, the place, the thing that you know someone could call you. And that's where we then take the ball back and you know, it's like playing a game of tennis, right? We take the ball back in our side and it's like, okay, we are the physical action takers. The divine will take action through us, but it needs us as a container to do those things. And action is a very important part of the process. There's interaction, there's a feminine interaction and a masculine outer action. And it's it's both. So you surrender whenever you feel there's any resistance. Any resistance, it's literally like, okay, I'm giving this over and up to you. That's not my part. And you totally back up and go, I'm here to receive the next assignment, right? I'm here to receive the next thing to do. And right now I'm going to stay in a space of peace. I'm going to stay in connecting with my with the energy and the essence that I, I want from this desire. I've made so many notes as you're talking. And one thing that I want to bring back to the listeners is something that really resonated to me when you said it, lack always feels bad. So I think I'm a a very positive person. I'm aware of my thoughts, aware of my words, but there's times when I'm, you know, maybe thinking about something uh, in particular, maybe something in business during some times right now that are a little different than uh, what we're used to. And I start feeling bad. And you're absolutely right. That is lack. And so the step then is to surrender that resistance and to choose to stay in peace. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, beautiful. Since since that light went on, let me talk about this. That seems like it really needs to come out. So one of the things I talk about in all of my books and all of my courses and everything that I do is the law of sufficiency and abundance. Because if everybody could know and understand how to apply this law, we literally would see a very different world. And each person lives in their own world anyway. So each individual would see a very different individual, you know, 3D reality of what's possible. So the abundance as we know it, it's divinely designed in abundance. I mean, we could talk about every aspect of nature shows that there is abundance, even just us in our physical body, the tens of trillions of cells that make us up. We are abundant. We're made up of abundance. On planet Earth, in the 3D reality, we have polarity. That's another universal law. If there's up, there's down. If there's left, there's right. If there's in, there's out. If there's good, there's bad. We have polarity here. In the higher realms, there is no polarity. It's just all pure positive energy, right? But as you come into a 3D reality, you are now in a land of polarity. So if there is absolute abundance on one side of the spectrum of the pole, there's on the other side, there's lack. And so when you are, we talked about you create from your consciousness, the words that you speak, are they in lack? Do they help you feel good or do they help you feel bad? The thoughts that you think are those thoughts because all of it creates momentum, right? You have a thought and then it creates a feeling and then the feeling generates another thought. And it's this momentumous connected thing where it creates like a train getting the momentum. It goes, right? That train will go. And so when you are aware, hey, that thought or I'm just not feeling good, what was the thought? Because that's based in lack, right? So lack is cliff note version, lack always feels bad. Abundance always feels good. And the emotions that are associated, right? When you think about it, 
on the high level in the range of abundance, which feels good. That's where you have your joy and your freedom and your fun and your love and appreciation and gratitude and you know all passion, all that stuff, right? That's the, the good polarity feelings. On the other side, you've got resentment, frustration, disappointment, shame, guilt, you know, all of those fun emotions, fear. You got all of that going on there, right? And all we have to do is know that we are not feeling good. That means I'm in lack. What thought, what feeling did I have? And come to a place of, you don't even have to look for the thought or the feeling. Just notice that you're in, you're in lack, you're not feeling good. What is it that you're thinking about? Is it about money? Is it about a certain person? Is it about your career? What are you thinking lack about? And then fine. So let's let's say, for example, it's money, right? I don't have enough and I'm I'm struggling here. I'm afraid I'm not gonna have what I need in the future. That kind of energy spiraling in fear about money. Well, how do you get from lack to abundance? There's a jumping point. And so getting from that place of I don't have enough, which is lack to a place of, I have enough in this moment right now. Do I have what I need right now? Right here, right now, in this moment, do I have enough money? Yeah, there's no bill I have to pay right now. Right here, right now, I have my breath, I have this moment. (sighs) I'm gonna surrender this over, I'm gonna surrender this resistance, or surrender that fear, and I'm gonna come into a place of appreciation. I have a roof over my head. I have money in the bank. I have, you know, the, all the other bills are paid. I have access to the treasure chest of my life, which is energy, which never runs out, is never in a place of lack. Now I'm literally moving up the scale and now I'm in a space of abundance. Now I'm connected to weight. What was I worrying about? I've got the, you know, universal bank at my disposal. Absolutely. And just listening to you talk, I can feel myself climbing that ladder, so to speak, to the more positive thoughts, the more positive feelings that come along with it. And, you know, one thing that Louise Hay is one of her uh, philosophies or her third philosophy is our thoughts are creative. We do create our future. And, and I think even when you look at what is going on, for example, in reality, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's a uh, an example that just jumped into my mind is maybe there's uh, two people in the hospital with the same illness. And what, one person is like, oh, I'm so grateful for healthcare. You know, these, this medicine is really helping. I'm glad that I have the support of these nurses. And the person in the next room can, with the same illness and the same degree of illness can be like, I hate being in the hospital. This food is garbage. Where's that nurse? She's never around when I want it. And we literally create our own experience in the exact same environment. I got. I have to just tell you this. This literally happened to me yesterday. So in Scottsdale, Arizona, where I'm at, all of a sudden we have had these just huge amounts of caterpillars, which now have bloomed into these beautiful butterflies. So I was walking in the morning with my dog and my husband. I'm like, oh my god, this is like a fairy tale. They, I mean, the butterflies. It's like walking into a butterfly farm where all the butterflies fly around you. You know, if you like that sort of thing. Some people don't. I get that, but for me, I love butterflies. So I'm walking my dog, and the butterflies are like everywhere, and I'm like this. This is like a freaking fairy tale. This is amazing. I'm telling this to my husband and I'm like pretending I'm skipping and, you know, and we run into a neighbor and she's like, oh, these moths. And she was annoyed. And I'm like going, what? I mean, we're literally, we're sharing the exact, it's exactly what you were talking about. We're sharing the exact same space 
but two people sharing the exact same space were having very different experiences. Ah, oh, so beautiful. And what a great way to uh, wrap up our podcast today. I want to ask the listeners to take that with them today. Take that takeaway when you are having an experience, positive or maybe an unhelpful or negative experience. Ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? What am I thinking? What are my thoughts? What are my words? And again, go to that website, watchyourwords.com. Check out the free video program that Christy has for you, a 30-day free video program. Wow, that is amazing. Thank you for (laughs) creating that. I know how much work that is. And also, I know that we're here today to talk about Christy's book, The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. But I want you to also pick up her book, The Art of Having It All. I can just feel how powerful the words are and the things that she teaches with her essential laws. She covers things like what can stop you from creating what you want to desire, what is the key for getting what you want, how to really stop holding yourself back and stop making excuses or stop giving reasons or stop thinking later, later, later. First, I have to do this, then I have to do this, then I have to do this, then it'll be my time. No, listeners, today is your time. Christy's going to teach you how to make the absolute most of that. And again, you can go to thedesirefactor.com for more information on that, as well as watchyourwords.com. I just want to share one quote. It's something fun that we do. We share one quote with our listeners that is important to you, whether it is your own or someone else's. Is there a quote in your life that has made a difference? Yes, I have lots of quotes that have made a difference, but one that is something that came out of my mouth when I was in a session with a client and it just struck me and I went, whoa, and the client went, whoa, is that your outer reality is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. Can you elaborate on that? When you get your relationship with you, when when the judgment turns into compassion, when the shame and guilt turns into freedom, when the fear turns into love when all of that worry and that you know just that being in victim consciousness shifts to creator consciousness when you are loving yourself that's when you feel you you are an open portal for all the love in the universe and you are we are energy receivers we are energy containers and we are energy transmitters and i talk about that in my podcast, The Desire Factor and all that stuff. But when you are literally connected to love, which is the most powerful vibration in the universe, and you feel that love of yourself, not from the egotistical, look at me, I'm so great. That's not what we're talking about, right? It's not braggadocious. It's celebratory. You celebrate your accomplishments and and your successes, but you don't need to like, oh my God, look how great I am. It's, It's not that, right? It's an inner feeling that you are vibrating with on a consistent basis of contentment, of joy, of love. And that creates your outer reality. It absolutely does. I'm going to leave that final thought with the listeners. When we love ourselves, we become an open portal for all that is good, all that is receiving. And if you're listening to this today and you think, uh, yeah, that's that's out of reach for me. Uh, I don't even like myself. Never mind, love myself. I want you to know that I've been there. I bet Christy's been there too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> what we're asking today is just be willing. Just yeah. be willing to work on loving yourself, to consider loving yourself and know that that really how you feel about yourself truly is that open portal to all things good. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Christy. Thank you listeners for joining us and we'll see you again next time. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.